Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. So I hope you had a great week. Thank you to everybody who sent in stories for last week's episode. It was so powerful and a big shout out to Linda Nyangweso as well. Speaking of having guests on Legally Clueless, I have a very special guest, my friend for how many years now? Uh, Teen. Okay. Actually, wait, it's 14 now. 14 years? Yeah. Okay. I can't do math, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word. So we have Val, a.k.a. Luile. Hello. So she is on this episode to, you know, help us unpack something that I've been dealing with, and I think everybody deals with to an extent. I think so. Because it's very rare that people love their jobs. <laughs> I saw you put up on Instagram this post and I've never liked something so hard about not wanting to wake up. Yes, for somebody else. For somebody else so early in the morning. But the catch is the thing that you love doing doesn't bring in money. <laughs> you know, I'm just laughing because one of my bosses loves you so much. <laughs> She's going to hear this. <laughs> okay, we don't hate our job. No, we don't. We it's don't. just that... <laughs> for me what happens for me is yeah my mind moves faster than the organization mm. in the sense that within three years i need to start doing something different or i'm bored out of my mind because i reach a point where i can do what i do in my sleep mm, it's not challenging no yeah and there's some people who th- that works for them as people who i know who are very happy to come to work yeah i take that in the morning and do maybe one or two things and then now the yeah. days are when they get their money and you know they're able to chill and but that's not me i like the challenge i like every day coming to apply myself i like when i go home and i feel like i've done something with my day or i've learned something and of course you can't learn something every day but it shouldn't reach a point where three four five months in you've not learned anything new yeah that's true and that's why i say i grow faster than because now then i think they don't know what to do with me they like to be promoted Oh, but there's no space for promotion right now so mm. what do we do and you can also only shift so long yeah like i was at the same place when i was in my previous organization after three years i was like well this is boring so i left to do something new and now we're about the three-year mark and i'm like i need to do something different something more challenging yes like, and, and and normally the funny thing is that most of the people i've spoke to it's either two-year or three-year mark it's so weird like after Two, three years, you're just like, eh, what are we doing? And you're trying to, even in, in, in an organization, you're trying to solve the problems. And sometimes the problems are not even in your department. You know, the problems of the business That's so that true. you're innovating and you're being challenged more. But then you're not doing what's on your job description. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So in that space, what I find hard is and exhausting is trying to figure out what your passion is. Somebody could be in a situation where their nine to five is not their passion. It's just a means to money, right? But it takes so much time and energy. How then do you figure out what your passion is? For, For me, it took a while for me to figure out what my passion is. Because for, I don't have any obvious talent. I don't sing. I don't dance. You write really well. But you see, it took me a very long time to understand that that's, 
Because yeah. you see, when you go, when you look at something like I don't know, America's Got Talent or whatever, yeah. no one is there with their 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 literature or their two hundred page. No, no, people will come to sing, people will come to dance, people will come to act, people will come to all those things. Yeah, or cook, whatever it is, and I don't do any of things. So I just wonder, wow, if I was given a talent, it has been hidden <laughs> completely. Yeah, show yourself. Yeah, show yourself. And then I think it was maybe two three years ago that i realized and yeah i can write like i can really really write so it was when not like when my mom died because i was one who did the eulogy mm. and the newspaper announcement and all those things and i was like even my family thinks i can write because yeah. you know even they left that to me and everything so then i started to realize and yeah this is what i want to do this is what my passion is but time <laughs> time is hard because time is hard when you're you have a nine to five it's tiring so when you come home you need like an hour or two to just kind of de-stress and calm down as you can like drop your handbag and pick up your notebook because I find that I struggle with that. There are days when I come home and me, I'm just exhausted. There's nothing I'm doing. But then I start feeling guilty that I'm not giving my passion like any time. And at the same time, I feel guilty. I'm like, surely I can't just <laughs> overwork myself because <laughs> I deserve to rest. <laughs> That's how my ideas will stay so yeah. fresh anyway. They come from a rested mind. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I don't know, like, how do you then find time to write? Because now you have this um, blog that you do and you have to be consistent with it. Last month, because last month, last, last quarter actually was, a, yeah. was the party quarter. <laughs> so all my evenings, <laughs> most of my evenings were spent <laughs> drinking either with people. I'd go for happy hour with myself or something. So of course yeah. when I come home, I'm not writing. Yeah. So what I do is I set an alarm for four twenty, like for real. So in get, the morning. Yes. So I wake up. It it go for four twenty. Then I'd be pissed till around four thirty, four forty five. Then yeah. I need to wake up, and then I'd wake up and write from five till like seven. What? But now, cause I'm not drinking this quarter. Yeah. I then I'm able to. Now I go to the gym in the evening. I do something more <laughs> constructive with my time. And then when I come and I shower, I'm a bit more refreshed. Mm. So I'll write a bit, maybe till like 11. Because like I keep telling my friends, like my ideas come like a thief in the night. I can be trying to sleep and then this sentence comes to mind. And yeah. this sentence and this sentence and this sentence. So I just ride the wave. I'm like, okay, fine. You want to write? Mind my yeah. fingers are at your... So I think you just have to... It was a colleague of mine who told me, he wakes up now at 3. And he's like, I can't come to work from 8.30 to 5 and not carve out the time. If I can carve out that time for someone else, mm. I have to find a way to carve the same time out for me. So whether it's morning that works for you, whether it's evening that yeah. works for you, whether it's stealing away your lunchtime, yeah. take away your 1 to 2, or if it's dedicating a whole Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. But if you find time to carve out for your employer, finding the same time for yourself should even be easier. It's It's... It's not easy waking up that other time. I don't Sometimes know I come from it. work and I want to just watch, binge watch, I don't know, America's Next Top Model, yeah. or some, some aimless TV or something. But yeah. I just, I think I just see the big picture and I'm like, this is going mm. to pay off. It's hard now, but it will pay off eventually. I would definitely not wake up um, yeah. in the morning. At <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. I mean, no matter how passionate I am about something, I am not waking up at 420 <laughs> for nothing. I mean, my sleep is really serious. Like, there are no ideas I get to no, Are you serious? No, You're not... Sleep time is sleep time, guys. <laughs> sleep time is sleep time. 
what about sharing this passion with either the world or your your circle because i remember the first time when i was telling so i wouldn't name them <laughs> but i told someone who's not really in my inner circle and i told them about you know launching the initiative and what i wanted to do and in my head i was just like yes we're gonna take over the world sort out our problems blah 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 and this person was just like <laughs> basically saying it's really rubbish and it's just not <laughs> it's not a new idea it's not anything game changing and I remember thinking ah this, can, can you cover the mics you tell me who this is <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you it really hurts my heart like <laughs> I was just like... You're feeling so good about yourself in that moment. Because exactly. you're telling them, like, I really think this will make a difference. And, and you're like, uh... It was just so... And then you, my husband was there. So he's trying to, like, <laughs> you know, damage control. But the damage is already done. And then going forward. So now I had to work on not only, like, making sure the initiative is running and we're on course for the launch. But even internally, I went through some days or weeks where I'm just, like, trying to get myself to believe in it again and after that i was like hey i'm never telling <laughs> any of my ideas or things that i want to do with anyone who i know won't get it or when it's half-baked or when it's half baked, because yeah. then they wouldn't get it yeah so i don't know like when you were how was it for you because you just told me yeah i'm going to start a blog and stuff i got yeah. it but were you scared about sharing that now you're taking your passion to a new... Like, hey, I'm serious about this shit. Oh, I can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried not to. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> um, I think it was easy because I started with my people. So I had the party. You traveled to Rwanda then, so you weren't... Yeah. In, but I had a party and I told them about the blog mm -hmm. and I read them the posts that came now that I had to schedule for that day and they cried. Oh wow! So I just knew hmm, I'm on the right, I'm on the right <laughs> emotion, on the right path. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I just, I just, I just write what makes me happy. First of all, you know the thing about writing also. What you're saying about half baked. For me, writing, I can only share the finished product. As mm. in, there's no... There's no... Yeah, yeah. I can't put up... I have to put up the finish. So that normally takes some, some time. So I, I just write what makes me happy. And then I realize the more time I put in in something the better it becomes because i remember sure. when i went for pico's creative writing masterclass both him and onyuga pala told us the magic is in the rewrite which is why i like to write ahead and then i keep looking at it and looking at it and looking at it so i think you've always known the first person i try to please is myself yeah and i have this nasty thing where sometimes the only person i'm trying to please <laughs> is myself so as long as i'm happy i really don't care what anybody else thinks but the thing about this is i wanted to go places not just monetarily, even just... I always say is that I need to comfort and inspire. So when I get um, messages from guys that, like, I really love the honesty mm. or that really touched me or that made yeah. me cry or I feel this or I feel... Now that makes me feel nice. That yeah. keeps me inspired to to keep going. And I think the fact that it's still really small, so I haven't gotten hate yet, yeah. also helps. Because I'm sure if I saw some comments... Like the stuff you have to do. <laughs> the idiot. I think I would just, I'd be so tempted to shut down. I'm like, I'm already tired going to my 835. <laughs> 
I woke up at four. I woke up at four a.m. for this shit. Like there's just there's just there's yeah. no. But it's very. I don't know what it is. I think for now, the, I envy the people who get to live off their passions because I like what I do. Don't get me wrong, and I love when I spend time writing, and I love when I do a post and people are like, right now I was telling you my sis was like, I read the Cape Town blog and it was very nice. Yeah. First of all, she never compliments me for anything. So, so, and I'm like, oh, you did? Thank you. So it feels nice, but I don't make any money from it right now. Like, like I remember which was, I put down one of the things is I want a blog that can pay my bills for like my mm. this time next year. And I'm like, at the end I'm going, I'll be right like, it'll be like my elect bills. <laughs> You know those one thousand and tokens, you know, something else or garbage or something because the way I'm going, I don't make. So you see, I don't enjoy what I do between eight thirty to five Monday to Friday. Yeah. But it's why I have a car. It's why I have a roof over my head. It's the why I can you yes, on random the, things. Or if yeah. I'm like, I like those shoes, I'm going to buy those shoes. Yeah. Or if I want to go for a drink after work, my writing is not doing that for me now. Yes, and I think yeah. that's why it's so. Uh, it's a. You know, a tough relationship that you love, but you're just like, you're doing absolutely nothing <laughs> to contribute. <laughs> but I also think, like, sometimes that comes. Um, there's this guy, Mark Kaigua, he has this a company that basically does research and stuff around digital trends and digital tech stuff in Africa. And he has a YouTube channel called Digital in Africa. It's really good. And one of the things he said in one of the episodes was create the value and then the money comes. So you could look at this as that journey of creating the value. And it helps that you have this other job that can like quicken this pace because yeah. you don't have to save up to buy a laptop to start writing. And then, you know what I mean? That's true. So it could be looked at that way. But that's also a really interesting thing. And like, how do you take your nine to five money and put it back into this passion? Because it has to take money for a while. Yeah, that's true. When you get a job, initially, when you first get a job, I can't even tell you where like my first paycheck went to. It wasn't even a lot of money. Those were struggle <laughs> days. And I wish I knew what my passion was at that time. Like in like I could see the bigger picture. Cause then I would like save more and like purchase things that would yeah. help this passion. But now that you know, do you allocate like a specific amount? to put back into the passion or is it when you run into the cost well i would love to say that i actually take 10 percent of my salary and put it aside <laughs> every month no i think yeah. i give it enough of my time as in let me tell you writing is so hard writing is such hard work as in and nobody, I remember Magunga was on the page well. He was like, when someone writing his hard work, they don't get it because they only see the finished yeah, product. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't see the hours and hours and hours it took you to get into that. So, but that's a good point because I wanted to buy a hard drive because I need to start backing up like my photos. Mm. So I went to look out for the one TB. Okay. That's 8,200. <laughs> I was like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> so that's the funny thing. <laughs> I've never bought a hard drive. Either I've jacked people's or I got one for free the other day. And I didn't think it was a big deal until another friend of mine was just like, why don't I get these free things? Do you know how much, how how expensive these things are? It's very close to 10 G's. Yeah. Like, for a big flash disk. Yeah. <laughs> I remember 
I went home, I was expecting to buy one. I thought it must be around 3,000, 4,000. <laughs> then she tells me double the price. I'm like, I honestly did not come prepared for that today. So at the end of the month when I'm paid, we'll come back we'll to We'll come this. back yeah. to, yes, yeah. exactly. Even in terms of investing in your skill. Because yeah. sometimes, and I call it like the curse of the talented. For example, when you see, I met so many musicians who are super talented. But because they're super talented, they don't put work into their craft. Because it comes so easily. Yeah. It comes so easily. So they're just yeah. like, well, you know what? I'll just wing it and I'll be okay. Like I'll be mediocre. But yeah. sometimes, so like... I was really impressed when you said, you know, you've gone for this because... The creative writing masterclass. Yeah, because at the time, someone would look at this as a hobby or whatever. But you have to invest in... And invest may not only mean, like, putting money. It could be, like, taking your skill to the next level. So applying for all of those workshops and those conferences or whatever, just so that you're not... uh, Internally, your mind has grown so you can see a bigger picture for your passion. Like, I watched... Don't judge me. I am going to judge you. I know. But I watched Beachella yesterday, finally. (laughs) So I was watching it and I was like, one thing that really stood out for me is... If there's something Beyonce keeps doing, she always betters her best. Yeah. If you think back to, I think it was in 2000 and, I can't remember when it was, but when she was getting the Billboard Woman of the Year Award and she mm-hmm. gave this performance to run the world and it was so oh, insane. Oh, yeah. And then, not long after that, she does the digital drop album, the yeah. Beyonce album, the one that should have won a Grammy that still pains me. Then after that, there was Lemonade. Then there was Coachella. And yeah. you, just when you think she can't outdo herself, she always outstages herself. Exactly. Yeah. And she's someone I really think of in terms of inspiration for working hard. So just what you've said, like it doesn't if if even if it's not monetary, but just if this is your passion, like this is what I do and this is what I'm good at and this is what I love, then you you owe it to yourself to keep being better than you thought that you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to do something, then do it to the best of your ability. There's no need to be half assed about it just because it comes easier to you. Yeah, or, or anything like of course you all have lazy days and, and things like that. But I really believe that zeal is the difference between good and great and yeah you really don't want to settle for good and i remember really saying like in terms of like greatness between good and great is such a small yeah. you know people think it's like so it's the distance is so big and you have to move mountains yeah. to move from good to great but it's so yeah. small yeah. it's just very small things and if you do repeatedly you find yourself just becoming better and better and greater and greater but your blog so where do you see it going because i really admire bloggers because i have especially last year seen how there are people living off blogging i think it's just anyway kenya our time is coming our time is coming <laughs> time is coming there are people living off blogging i'll tell you how but first how where do you see your blog going to oh i want to live off my 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 writing maybe not solely my my blog mm-hmm. because like if i can give big on as example because big has the blog then he has what he writes for saturday nation yeah he has yummy and all those other things that he writes well, so yeah maybe not exclusively my blog but I'm hoping that just like him, the blog will open for me avenues to write for other platforms. So I definitely see myself living off my writing. Oh, but I was even thinking about it. I'll be here about 10 and then I jog to the gym. Then I can be paying those off-peak hours for the gym. Not, and I'm like, 
you know, it's because it's 1,000 cheaper per month and it's yeah. all big and they come home and have lunch. As I like, believe me, yeah. I have seen this self-employment life, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> then I write at night, late, anyway. You can travel at any time. Yes. And then, like, I can be, I can, because you know I love Malindi. Yeah. So I just moved to Malindi for three months to work from there because yeah. I just need my internet and the laptop and I'm, let me tell you, I have seen... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but they say that's the first step. If you can see yeah. it, you know. But it's more than that. I see... I want to... This is interesting to say. <laughs> but I want to change the world with mm-hmm. the blog. Mm-hmm. That's why I say comfort and inspire. I want someone to look at like, my journey and be like, if she could do it, I could do it. I want someone who maybe right now their loved one is grappling cancer. Mm-hmm. or whatever it is or they've lost a loved one or whatever it is and then they read a post that I wrote about my mom or that I wrote about my grief journey or whatever it is and now for me those are the things whenever someone responds to a blog that I really put my heart into and they're like this has moved me so much I just want you to know I felt it and I also feel like I do it as well those are the kind of those yeah. are bigger bigger f- for me than than leaving off my blog like if I had to choose between leaving off my blog and just having people be affected by it of course i choose to have people be yeah affected it because it's so easy to feel we don't talk much in society and we also don't listen very well mm. so it's easy to find yourself at times feeling isolated and then you can find that you find comfort or inspiration whatever it is from a very unexpected source and so that's just what i want to keep doing for me so there are both aspects for it i want to be rich <laughs> And in Malindi. And in Malindi, yes. <laughs> my beachfront property. And I just want people to feel less alone. If you've gone through something mm. like me or if you don't have to feel like you're the only... You'd see how many... I call myself therapist Val. Yeah. On my Instagram DMs I have with guys and I'm like, if you want to talk, please just know I'm here. And then we chat with guys and yeah. they're like, actually, that makes sense. Or my point of view was this. And it's very, it's very, it's very... Yeah. Do you think sometimes, because like even the stuff that you write about, which is very personal, and it's so easy to feel like you're the only... Like there's something wrong with you because you're the only one who is feeling a certain way. Or so you think, because nobody is so sharing so that I'm battling with ABC. Yeah, and which is very human. Nobody's allowing themselves to be the full human package. We are only the happy, yeah, fun yeah. times, which is also yeah. human. But like, I'm having a shit day, yeah. or I'm battling with blah blah blah. We don't really. And when you do that, when you talk about it, then people start coming out. Yeah, it's a bit scary to think that even like with the internet and everything, it was created to connect us <laughs> more. <laughs> There's some isolation happening. I read it somewhere, and the thing that's suffering the most, I read it funnily enough, I think towards the beginning of the year, is friendships. Yeah. Because you see, I'll see your post on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it is, we'll text on WhatsApp, whatever it is. And then now, because we've been talking online, some people, if you're not careful, you'll find that for them, that's good enough for their friendship. Yeah. Such that when you're meeting up with them, finally, three, four months later, you're like, it's actually been a while since we had any sort of because i see you online and so now that seeing you becomes a quasi like friendship as well so you don't have to work as hard as you did before yeah and i told a friend of mine i'm like if you're not careful this might be us soon we just you know i see your post i like it i comment and then yeah so that's that then becomes i've talked to val today quote unquote though really you haven't 
and no, and also like you've not shared everything. No, you know what I mean. No. So what you're commenting on is like a one percent yeah. of what I'm going yeah. through in life. It's so interesting. What I was telling you about your blog, how you can live off of. Let me tell you this story. So last year when I went to SA, Aki and I watched Beyonce. Aki, that woman. Anyway. <laughs> not the point of the story i'm so jealous i'm watching michelle i'm like i'm so jealous it's not the point of the story yeah that's not the point it's not the point however so we were a group of us and it was because jnj they have all of these Mm. like programs with um, mothers who are hiv positive and they wanted people to talk about it amplify the message and so first when i arrived there were all of these other people from india from the uk from the states and stuff like that and one of the ladies is from the uk and she's a blogger and she came with her boyfriend who's a photographer so get your photographer who <laughs> <laughs> cut your costs um, <laughs> and then well, yeah, he will be take the photos. So she was there, commissioned to do this work to write about these life changing things that were happening, you know, in this pro- program. And I remember thinking, and she was not the only one. There were two of them. The other girl is from the states, and she was like on the Bachelor or something. I don't. Really? I only found out like after the trip. <laughs> the trip. Same thing. Her boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he is not even only just a, he's a photographer and. I think he said that he has a business where they have like drones and think about the footage she could get <laughs> no but anyway what i'm saying is it was so powerful that they through their writing were in a different continent first and foremost for them some of them it was their first time in africa yeah. writing about stuff that's actually changing the world so you never know where it's going and sometimes you could only you could limit your passion like it's only it can only do this because that's all you've seen around you yeah. but there's like a lot of potential get your photographer beta <laughs> like <laughs> just say i to think do i know any photographers i know quite a few talk to me nice <laughs> <laughs> this is not that type of podcast so <laughs> This episode was just to get you guys, like, really... I don't know. It's Nobody can really tell you what the formula is to getting your passion to that successful point. Because it's only you who knows what that looks like. What does that bigger picture look like? Yeah, I think just once you especially if you've identified your passion then just keep working at it in whichever way that feels truthful to you yeah yeah because people will tell you you should do this you should do this you should do that and sometimes they have good advice but at the end of the day you're the only one who knows yourself better yeah so you can try to do something and you're like just because someone did it this way doesn't mean that i have to do it it's not working for me or whatever it is yeah. just have honest conversations with yourself when you're especially when you're losing focus i had to have a very honest conversation sometime back with myself okay now here and i was telling that thing i'm like pretty sure me living my best life is a thing that's going to end up killing me yeah. i just had to have very honest conversations with myself and like it's not going anywhere but for now you're spending more time parting than working yeah and if you're trying to build this now then obviously more effort should be concentrated now when you're building something true then later once when everything works out then you have to work less hard but in the beginning when you're starting and you're putting in effort and all that and all that you have to so just have very 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 honest and frequent conversations with yourself reassess 
make sure you're flexible enough to realize if this yeah. is not working i should be able to change this and change that read about what it is that you're mm. trying to do um find mentors find a good mentor oh god a good one if you if you don't have that passion because you're the one who can want it for yourself yeah i think my key take home is like yeah you you must want it and even if you can't because that's something i battled with because my passion is very weird i can't even put it in like words per se and not being able to see similar passions around me made me feel mad for like a long time and then after the mad phase it made me feel like who the heck do i think i am to now think that i can do abcd when it's not and that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode